five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, where I, Jason, that's me, am sitting with my friend Camden. That's me. That's you. And we are going to do a <laughs> a funny one today because I want to do something totally different, but yet something we've talked about for literally years. Something we have beef about. Something that is passionate to my heart and passionate in the other way to yours. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, today's the day. Okay. I figured it would be appropriate to just do this once and for all. We started doing these podcasts so that I, as the elder, would teach you, the younger, stuff about old, good music. And you would try to then show me why new music is just as good and sometimes better based on, obviously, your personal preferences, right? Mm-hmm. But when we <laughs> when we talked about a certain genre, you and I were very different when we would rank who is tops of certain lists. That's spot on. <laughs> I think I still have a picture of the list. We li- we spent like an hour and a half we like did. drawing on a whiteboard this list. So today I'm going to make the claim and then present my evidence as to why Notorious B.I.G. is the best rapper of all time. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm here to listen. I am right off the back going to say that I am extremely biased. Okay. I am an East Coast rap fan, being mm-hmm. from the Northeast, but just for some reason attaching myself to that music. Albeit, I can very much appreciate the West Coast vibe and other parts of the country. However, not only is he the best, but I'm going to say that. He has the best flow, the best rhymes, the best beats, just everything. And a lot of it has to do with just the way I came up, and he was the guy that I just kind of attached myself to. But I believe he's the best, and I'm going to present the evidence that I feel would support that. Okay, and I just looked up the picture of the graph, which I will give to Jason later to to put on Facebook. That's my, I believe this is my... Yeah, that is your handwriting. Yeah, my ideology of of where did rap you put him? Ranking. Well, so this is more of just like a a chart, kind of okay. like a bar chart, um, showing them from like, you know, where they were or where like where they end up and then where they were at their peak. And I oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely up there. I th- if if you didn't do it that way and you had to rank them just in order of let's say your favorites. And remember, it's very opinionated. That's like me saying, What's your favorite appetizer? And you say shrimp cocktail, and I go, No, that's wrong. Right. No, it's, yeah. it's 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 personal preference, right? Like you 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 don't have to agree with me. Are you asking me who my I'm favorite rapper you, of all time is? Well, I'm not asking you, you sure you can tell me that, but where would you put him? On my favorites list? Would he make the 10? No. Oh, no come way. on. No, no, no. Honestly. No, he wouldn't make the 10. No. <sighs> I can, okay. t- I can, the, right. the top wow. 10 would be really hard wow. for me to do, okay. but I can definitively give you a number one. Okay. And it's without a doubt, no questions asked, young Jeezy. <sighs> no questions asked. He wouldn't make my top 10. Yeah, I'm sure not. He probably wouldn't make your top 50, but like, I'm, that's well, just, 50 maybe. You know, has <sighs> been since I was little. I probably would run out of people and he would just, Make the list by default. All right. I'm going to do it, though. But I'm going to do it in a a different way because while we've been doing so many of these, Mm -hmm. I've actually learned more about myself and the things that I like about certain types of music and certain people that are starting to kind of 
become reoccurring themes, if that makes sense. No, in I other words, I, one thing is I really appreciate a type of unique voice. Oh, Get that. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. So he, first thing I want to bring up is his voice, you know it. As soon as you hear it, he Ooh. has, he <laughs> has a, a very low, lispy, lazy, just flow that's for some reason smooth. And I think it just connects yeah. in a certain way that for me, it hits right. No, yeah, I, yeah that's spot on. I'm starting to notice some of the other podcasts we do. Like I just told you about the one we did, Hector Laveau, who's this salsa king, also from New York City, which is interesting. Um, but his voice is so unique. It's not even good necessarily, but it's unique. And it's, I'm not saying Biggie's is good. It's not classically singer quality good, but it's great. Yeah. I th and I think good subjective. Like, yeah, I think he has right. a good voice. Okay. But like probably a music teacher would say otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So a couple of things before we get started. This is surely going to piss off a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to have a different opinion as to where he is in the ranking, if he even makes your ranking or whatever. So we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about this is my opinion, and I'm just going to give you evidence to support my opinion. Secondly... We're not going to talk about a couple of things because we can't. It wouldn't be fair because everyone's going to have a weird opinion about it. For example, we're not going to talk about his death. We're not going to talk about him and the beefs that he had with all the other rappers. I'm not going to talk about that. We can. Mm -hmm. That could be a whole other episode, but we're not going to. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about him versus Tupac. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about East Coast versus West Coast. I'm not going to talk about any of that. I'm just going to talk about his flow, his songs, his rhymes, him, and the songs he made. And how he made them. I'm so fair enough. For this. Fair, so fair. All right, sweet. Here we go. Christopher Wallace is his real is his real name. Okay, so he's raised and represents Brooklyn. Bed Stuy. Clinton Hill, oh. right on the border of Bed Stuy. Mm. So that's fair. Mm -hmm. That's fair. He starts dealing drugs at 12. Now I have a 12 year old son. I just saw your 12 year old. son. Okay, he's dealing drugs at 12. Like, these kinds of things put things in perspective, That's weird in perspective. for me. Okay. His mother was like a teacher, I think at a preschool or, or, or something like that, and was out most of the day. He'd skip school and sell drugs on the corner. Mm -hmm. So he was so good at just being a street entertainer, and that's how he became a rapper. He just would sit, sit out there, make up rhymes just off the top of his head and just flow. And it was just awesome. His freestyle, if you get a chance, and you won't because you don't like him, but if you get a chance to, to YouTube some of his like old school freestyle verses, here's this big 12-year-old. He's huge. He looks 20, just flowing on the streets of Brooklyn. And, and let me just stop for one second. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. I really like him a lot. Like when I say he doesn't make my top ten, maybe you he's make it worse there. just because you're trying to over exaggerate it to me because how much I like him, you want to take the other side. Yeah, That's maybe. Fair. Yeah, That's I fair. think that probably is. I like him a lot. I, I, st I mean, still not even. He's probably not even in the top twenty. But like, <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. On. I'm just saying he's really, wow. really good. And I have watched tons of this stuff. And he's one of the guys that got me into rap music, okay. actually. So. All right. He went to George Westinghouse Information Technology School in downtown Harlem, after he got kicked out of his other school, which was the same school that Buster Rhymes, DMX, and Jay-Z went to. Really? Yeah. How cool oh. is that? So he's entertaining people just on the street corner in the neighborhood. His freestyle is so good, but it's his flow. He tells a story. Like, he doesn't... 
he doesn't go too fast. He's not like mumbly. His pronunciation is fantastic. Like these are the things I want you to notice. He tells beautiful stories. Maybe they're not beautiful. That's not the right word. He tells great. He tells stories beautifully. He tells stories beautifully. They're well crafted, and they're not just using street slang. He actually has an almost poetic kind of. Oh, I see what he did there. Kind of a mm-hmm. method to it, right? He starts out as the name MC Quest. <laughs> okay. He was watching a movie called Let's Do It Again. I think it came out in like ni- mid-1970s. And one of the characters in there was named Biggie Smalls. So he changes his name to Biggie Smalls. Afterwards, he got sued or something for that and then was forced to change his name officially to the Notorious B.I.G. But everyone calls him Biggie Smalls because that's what he called himself because he was just fascinated by this movie. So as I say that I'm a fan, this is going to be... St- you know, pretty embarrassing for me to have to ask, but it's notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Can you tell me why it's B.I.G.? No. No. I don't it's, know. It doesn't stand for anything? I don't know. I, okay. I, I know that he is a very big boy. He if it is stands for something, large. I'm embarrassed to say I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and he's like six said, foot I've... three, 325 pounds at 17. <laughs> he's a monster. Like, he's a huge guy. That's like a D1 yeah, offensive right. lineman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In uh, 1989, he's 17. He drops out of school, gets involved with some, like, older kids, gets into crime, gets arrested for a weapons charge, uh, weapons charge, gets five years probation. In 1990, he's arrested for violation of parole for dealing crack in North Carolina. He spends nine months in jail. Okay. During the time he's in jail, he does this demo tape called Microphone Murder. The editor of the Source magazine gets a hold of it and features it in this unsigned hype, um, uh, what do you call it, like um, column Mm. that they had to feature like new and upcoming stars. Who hears it? Puff Daddy. Naturally. Diddy hears it, signs him to Bad Boy Label in 1993, and him and Sean go through an incredible period. Now... He only made two studio albums. Two. Two. That's important. That's, this isn't yeah. like we just did the Stevie Wonder podcast when he did like 22 studio albums, okay? And he's got tons of hits on him. He's, he's a genius. He did two. Now, he did tons of remixes and tons of features and was on a ton of crap, but he did two studio albums. Which is why I, you know, this is the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons, that I find issue with people saying greatest of all time. Like, you're going to give me two. If I get to go and, and pick the first two albums of many rappers and then and then they die, like, right afterwards, you could make the case. Okay. I mean, like, okay. the game. The if you other- go listen to his first two albums and then he dies, people would be like, man, he was going to be like, think about his third album. How good that would have been. Or his fourth album. Oh, my God. But it doesn't work like that. Okay, that's know? fair. And I'm not going to do that here. I'm not going to say he, he would have been so great. No. I'm going to say... If we just look at the stuff he left, I, I, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I think even still a bit unappreciated. Unappreciated? Yeah. yeah. The hits are great. But if you really dig deep, I mean, it, that stuff is still current and bumps now. You've got, you've got 13-year-old kids who couldn't even name 10 of his songs telling their <sighs> friends that he's the best rapper of all time. That's, okay, that's but the you culture. Know that's true. That's, I, it yeah. is. That's the culture. I'm not going to talk about that. I can't. I'm all not right, allowed I'm sorry, I'm sorry. because, uh, in all fairness, 
I'm a white boy from Waterbury, Connecticut. Like, I have no leg to stand on. I'm only doing it from how it, how it feels to me. Like, I didn't grow up in these streets. I don't know what it's like. I don't have that same connection. The music I sounds the same know, in the burbs. No, it doesn't. It's different. But <laughs> let's just leave that there. I'm not going to get into that. So he gets on a few remixes. That's how he, he does one with um, uh, Mary J. Blige. Then he does a, a remix of Craig Mack's Flavor in Your Ear. You wouldn't know that song, I don't think. Here comes a brand uh, <laughs> Yes, you would. Ah, that's sweet. Um, let's see. He goes from there and actually starts to do his own writing. And he gets this notebook and just writes. Okay. He writes the entire album. His first album is called Ready to Die. And the reason why it's called Ready to Die is because he had been through so much from being in jail, from hustling, from selling drugs, from a mom that was sick. He just got married to Faith Evans. He, was, he had a baby on the way. Like, he was r- literally almost like masochistic, like ready to die. Like, all of the stuff he's talking about on this album is him going, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I don't want it. So the first song that I'm going to play for you is his lead-off single, his releasing song, which is one of his best songs, and I know every word, literally, to this song, and that is on, Juicy. Bro. Yeah. And this I'm sorry, if you don't appreciate this and have nothing. it on a top of your list, it's one of the greatest rap songs ever. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just absolutely and all the niggas in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape so good. My tape let me just let me just pause it here for a second just so we can talk about a couple of things. You gotta remember this is also and this is from the time that the biggest rap song of the era, rap, and I'm using air quotes for rap, was What a Man by Salt and Pepper. <laughs> like rap wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't it wasn't played. It wasn't like Billboard. It was underground. It was small. It wasn't a huge thing until he kind of came along and did this. He has this danceable, familiar beat, but with really hard street lyrics, and that's because of Puff. His beats are fantastic. He's great at that. One of the best. Very fair. Right? Wouldn't you give me that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Puff finds this old 1983 track called Juicy Fruit and just takes the sample from it. Listen to this. This is a, I mean, straight ripoff, but this is the original. And we've talked about crate digging. We've talked about sampling before. We've talked about this whole process, but you needed something to connect and go, oh, okay, I know where he's going. And I know I know where he's at, but this is straight rip, straight rip right? But he's like, oh, we're just going to rap over this. <laughs> that, that's that. When, when Puff comes back after kind of making Juicy and he plays it for Biggie, Biggie hated it. He was like, it's, really? so, uh, it's so soft. And he goes, look, we need to have stuff that's going to make radio play. Like we've got to have. So they kept kind of not feuding, but debating like. Biggie at first did not want to make music that was this likable. He wanted it to be rough. If you listen to just the lyrics on Juicy and so many of the other tracks on this album, you'll see what I mean. It's not as 
fun as the music would suggest. No, not, not Does that at make all. Sense? It's pretty dark. Right? It's, no, no, it's, it's extremely very dark. dark. It's extremely dark. It's a great album, by the way. I do like this album a lot. Do you? Oh, yeah. Do you have this album? This, I'm telling you, this is one of the albums that like made me realize that I was like, well, maybe not. I was going to say, yes. The answer is yes. I, I, mean, I really like it. Tracks, I had it early on. I'm glad to hear that. The tracks like Warning, Machine Gun, Funk, Give Me the Loot. Give Me the Loot. I mean, Give Me the Loot's fantastic. Great song. I mean, Suicidal Thoughts. That is a dark Dark, dark, song. dark, song. right? This mm-hmm. is the kind of stuff. But when you put it over the danceable, fun-loving tracks, yeah. I mean, it's like a little bit different. But his rhymes, his verse, his the way that he just scripts and and puts these these songs together, this is absolutely fantastic. Let's talk about a couple of lyrics real quick. For example, he says, "We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat." Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. The, the way he scripts these stories together, again, slow, mellow, like deep, but everything's pronounced. Like it's just easy to listen to the story. And when you got that groove behind you, you can't help but bob your head. It just works. Now, again, for me, that's what I want rap to be. That's what I want. To, I want you to tell me a story. I want there to be a beat. I want there to be a flow. I want to have to work a little bit. Not too much. Not like Kendrick, where I got to know more than what I came in with. Fair. You know? Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me a story. Give me that rhyme. And he does that. Um, Biggie's teacher told him that he would likely never amount to anything. He probably would be a garbage collector. So he has that lyric in there. He says... Uh, to all the teachers in the beginning, he says, to all the teachers that told me I'd never amount to nothing, he actually told one of the teachers, he's like, listen, the starting salary for a teacher was 22500 He goes, garbage men work 29, make 29000 He goes, I'd rather be a garbage man than be a teacher. Biggie had straight A's in school. Like, he was actually smart. He was just not challenged. He was one of those kinds of kids. Mm-hmm. He was just almost too clever, too crafty. He was smart. I'm going to play for you. Yeah. Just a bit. Motherfuckers better know. Of Gimme the Loot. This is a great song. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Your windows, close your doors. Listen to how From dark. From the necklace stripping, then I'm dipping up the block and I'm robbing bitches too. Up the heron bones and bamboos. I wouldn't give a fuck if you're in here. Give me the baby rings and the number one mom pendant. Huh. I'm slamming niggas like Shaquille. Shit is real. When it's time to eat a meal, I rob and steal. Cause mom Duke ain't giving me shit. So for the bread and butter, I leave niggas in the gutter. All right, so I'm going to play that. And on at the same time, he can do that. Angel dust. <laughs> Wait, he can do that. But then he can also have just a crowd banger where it could be just flow, danceable, everybody's happy. I got mad friends with Benzes. See notes by the layers. You know what I'm saying? fucking players. Jump in the Rover and come over. Tell your friends jump in the GS3. I got the chronic by the tree. Throw your hands in the air if you's a true player. All right, leave that right there like that. All right, so that's ready to die. That's song number one. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that like that. That's his first studio album. Okay, that's pretty wild. He then comes out with Life After Death, the second studio album, and it's 24 tracks and it's an hour and 50 minutes. Now I know you don't have the pleasure of being able to actually remember the time because you're too young of when this came out 
This was a very, very big deal. And this is the only time I'm going to scratch the surface of talking about his death because this actually came out 16 days after he died. So it was literally life after death. And then it was, was ready it named to named before that? <sighs> that I don't know. I believe it was. I believe it was a project that they were working on for a very long time. Because we always, you know, kind of used to joke, like, well, he's asking for it. He said he was ready to die, and then his yeah. next album was Life After, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, that's fair. Do you know this album? Yeah, I know this album. Okay. I like, listen, I told you, I like him. <laughs> Hypnotize. Kick in the door. What's beef? I love the dough. I mean, I love I the dough. I love the dough. I mean, this one with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Come, listen to this. Listen to this beat. You've always liked this song. Always liked this song. Right, this is a young Jay Z right here. Good. I'm gonna let it play for a second because I want you. Everyone's like, "Oh, Jay Z's so great," and he is. He is great. But this is how normal people talk. This is a regular voice, and he's got a great voice. But wait until Biggie comes in. See the difference? See what I'm saying? I'm trying to look up on my phone. How how old was Jay Z in that song though? Early twenties. That's like that is. So was he? The earliest Jay Z though. That's yeah, like no, Jay Z is I get it. new. Agreed. Like, Agreed. Hey. I know. I totally understand. I get that. But what I'm saying is. There's a difference. There's a difference. Right? Yes. Yes, you're right. Do you remember this one? Same album. I'm not even to my song yet. I just want to warm you up to some of this. I mean, this is one of the, it's, it's a radio hit, and it's just something that's, you know, important to have. But so good. All right. All right. All right. Now, let's just get to it. Let's get to it. I'm not going to talk about that one. I'm not going to talk about that one. I'm not going to talk about that one. The song that I'm going to play for you. Is not well known. It's well known by people that know him well. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's called Sky's the Limit. Mm-hmm. Do you know Sky's the Limit? Mm, I don't know. Okay. The name. Maybe Sky's the Limit is with, with uh, 112, which was a R&B group from Bad Boy back in the day. I never liked that 90s, like, throw oh, the R&B my favorite. with the rap. I, I, I know, and that's no disrespect, because I do know you love that. So but just, yeah, because it's a derivative of that Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder original kind of Motown R&B birth. It came from that. It was just the 90s new version of it. And so I respect, when you give yeah. me some of these rappers and then you put those R&B hooks on it, oh, I'm a very happy guy. Do you remember that there was a time in the early 2000s, actually probably mid-2000s, where there would be like the girl, like a, an Ashanti or some of the other ones that would do like the girl hook to yes. like the jaw rule, like <laughs> yes. that formula. Yes. That was a big deal. This was kind of back then. Right. There'd be like this R&B kind of flow to it. And this one's one of the best ever. But I only sing it. I, mean, I only bring it up because the way that he talks in the beginning and the lead up to it is important to the song as well. Plus, he has his mother talking to him in the beginning. We're going to fast forward that. We're going to get to his part. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How's everybody doing tonight? And this beat, this I'd flow. I'd like to welcome to the stage, uh, the lyrically acclaimed. Woo! I like this young man because when he came out, he came out with the phrase, he 
went from ashy to classy. All right. <laughs> I like that. All right. So everybody. You went from ashy to classy. Come on, man. You know exactly what he's talking about. Give it up for him, y'all. Uh. Listen to this. A nigga never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I'll see you later. Pick Come on, think about that verse. He's not saying I'm just wearing fake clothes. He's talking about sewing them in there. Do you want to see the labels? No. He's going to, I mean, that, that's telling a story. I'm biased. Just admit you can't help but bob your head to that beat, though. Come on. Okay. Okay. And then here comes 112. <laughs> this is where you lose me. Oh, so good. I'm so sad. Oh, all right, fine. All right, we'll leave that. We'll leave but it. That is that one of the was, best songs ever. Those are bars. I mean, for sure, no doubt. <sighs> okay, but the but the RB like that's, that's really hold on a second. I was ashamed. My crew was lame. I had enough heart for most of them. Long as I got stuff for most of them, lost. Even when I was wrong, I got my point across. They depicted me the boss. Of course, my orange box color make the world go round. Plus, I'm fucking bitches ain't my homegirls now. All right, I'm gonna leave it because I'll just. Just keep playing. Oh, All right, it is a wait. <laughs> this is a double album. One twelve. Jay Z, Lil Kim, Mace, Bone. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Mace. Too short. Uh, DMC from Run DMC. R Kelly's on here. The Locks. Puff. Like everything that he learned about, worked with. Everyone is all this culmination of this in this humongous double album, which is fantastic they could he could have done three he could have divided it up there's enough hits on here to do that he didn't it's a double album and it's absolutely fantastic it's and it is exactly picks up song one where suicidal thoughts left off from ready to die that's pretty cool which is awesome all right all right we're gonna push on am i am i am i am i cajoling you in any way whatsoever no <laughs> 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 I mean, like, but 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 here's what, but here's why, here's why. Like, that's so, that's I mean, so you, you know, no, 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 you you know me. We've been friends for a while. Like, I I love hip hop. I right. love rap music. Yep. It's it's always been just like my favorite. Right. So I don't know how to say this. I, I like I understand this. I'm like well versed in this type of music. Okay, I have explored yes, around, seen every corner of the hip hop world from that time frame, and and figured out what I like and what I don't like. And I like Biggie Smalls okay. a lot. Okay. I really like him. So when I say you didn't change my mind, it's because I already I liked him. You? But you're not making me think that he's the greatest. I'm I don't even so- think he's the best in his own city. Oh. You know what I mean? All right. I don't well, even. I mean, he's not even the best rapper out of Brooklyn. Oh. First of all, Jay Z. I think Jay Z is better. And I would even. I would even okay, go wait. as far as to say Ghostface Killer is a okay, better wait, rapper wait. than him. Wait. This is where. This is why. This is why we can't do I'm this. Sorry, I'm no, sorry. No. Wait. I'm because sorry. listen. You're, then we have to beg the question: What makes them better? What is it? So I'm saying, for me, it's the flow. It's the beat. It's the voice. It's mm-hmm. the storytelling. It is those things. So if I use my criteria of what measurements you look at to judge a rapper, 
he wins for me. If put under the same scale, there's no one else that has the voice, the flow, the rhymes, the beat, that feeling, that energy. It's, it's un, what he does just connects to what I need out of a rapper. Fair enough. You're right. He, someone else may be better if judged on different parameters. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're spot on, though, with his voice. His voice is very unique. Jay-Z does at times sound like he's talking. Let's just go to this for just talking a second. Better, just because it's... This, when Bone came out, and I'm a huge Bone fan. You are I'm a big, such a big Bone, Bone fan. fan. We've, we're going to do this for just a second. Before. Bone came out, and they were, like, different. They're from Cleveland. They had this harmony style, super, super fast rapping. You can almost not even understand what they're talking about. You can maybe pick up every other word. But the way they did it with rap and harmonies, two- and three-part harmonies sometimes, is really, really unique and was really cool for the time. Now, it's not cool now. I get it. But it was back then. When you show me the harmonies in them, it's unbelievable. It is really unbelievable. Yeah. And to, to rap that fast and to be har in harmony is, is pretty t difficult. So... Because they're so popular at the time, Biggie goes, yeah, come on one of my tracks. Does he then just do his flow? No. He steps up to their level, puts down a, an unbelievable verse that's verse as, wild as good song. as they could do, as fast, better. as poetic, and spits it, if not better. Better. For listen, sure better. just listen. It's insane. He says, oh, you, you guys do it that way? I'll do it your way. I'm not even going to, like, just you come. I'm going to do it your way, and I'm going to nail it. So-called beef with you know who. Fuck a few female stars or two. Then a blue like niggas do like my shit. Not to be fucked with. But fuck better duck quick. Me and my dogs love buck shit. Fuck the luck shit. Strictly aim. No aspirations. I mean, come on. Grab your cat. Pull your clips. Squeeze your clips. Great verse. Okay. I mean, it's an unbelievable verse. And I almost feel bad for Bone. They're like, what are we going to do? Yeah, no, he totally showed them up. This is supposed to be a song like really showcasing them. What are we going to do? Unbelievable. And how about the fact that he would not even write down his stuff? He'd go into the booth memorized. He had no notebook. He just went in there, did it, did his thing, didn't even write it down. That's wild. Let me just give you a bone so you can hear the difference. This part, I hate this part. No, I love it. That's bone, though. And now it's weird because when you hear bone by themselves, I love it. It's fantastic. But when you put it with Biggie, it's like, oh. The song just goes from a high, and it constantly just, yeah, just drops off. Thing. It's a long song, yeah, too. They all yeah. got to get their verse. Yeah, they got to get their verse. That, yeah, exactly right. But, like, the song could end after Biggie's verse, because that is an unbelievable verse. But them, I just I don't know. All right. Song number three. This, to me, is not only <laughs> from the greatest rapper of all time when you're, while you're rolling your eyes at me. <laughs> However... <laughs> It is also the culmination of everything that I feel a rap song should be all put together in one song. And thus, it is, in fact, my favorite rap song ever. Your favorite rap song ever? That's such a bold claim. Yep. You stand by this statement. Yeah. Favorite, you, favorite ever. 
And I don't care what anyone says. I really don't because I'm sure you have your opinion and I'm sure your opinion is eh, whatever. Maybe you grew up with a certain song. Maybe it's, you know, what this is the greatest rap song to have ever been made. It has all of the elements necessary. It has a phenomenal voice, his. It has the smoothest flow, his. It has a fantastic sample, which I will play for you. It has piano. I don't know what it is about piano, but you need it's to have great a great rap music. It's yeah. for some reason it works. Okay? It has female hookage. Like it has, <laughs> if that's the word, hookage. it has all the elements that you need to make a good rap song. It also comes from an original song that was on the original Ready to Die album, but then he did a remix of it, and this is the remix version. It is One More Chance. Yeah. Wait, no, what? No. Oh, okay. No. We're Shush, just listen. This. Okay. Greatest ever. I mean, I'm dancing. You can't see me, but I'm dancing. He is really dancing. That's Faith Evans in the background. That's his wife. His wife. Wally does. This is the highest debuting single of all time, tying with Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson's Scream. Until You Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson came out and broke that record. Like for a rap artist to come out yeah, and be wild. in the news. But listen wow. to my man's birth. First things first, I pop up. Freaks all the honeys, dummies, playboy bunnies, those wanting money. Those the ones I like because they don't get Nathan but penetration. Unless it smells like sanitation. Garbage, I turn like doorknobs. Heart throb never. Black and ugly as ever. However, I stay coochie down to the socks. Rings and watch filled with rocks. And my jam knocking your Mitsubishi. Girl, pee pee when they see me. All right, I'm ready to hear your problems with this. <laughs> Okay, the, no, the, so, the bars, and the, maybe this is no, my problem with ahead. a lot of Biggie songs. The bars are wild. They're so good. They're okay. like out of this world. But just too R&B. Like, you're going to start uh, off with Faith Evans, and then he's going to get in there and just drop some of the coldest bars you can hear in a song. And But then she's going to come back that, to you. Why does that not work for you? I don't get that. I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's just like. Maybe it's you didn't come up as an R&B kid. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. And well, R&B wasn't really a thing. Like, I get it. There wasn't really R. Kelly was like our big R&B guy, and you, you know you can't even talk about him anymore. Can I? No, you're not. Can I play the original? Can I play the the the, the sample for you? Is she in it? Mm. No, this is DeBarge. This is DeBarge from 1983. Not a song you're gonna like. <laughs> I like them separately. I enjoy them separately. <laughs> okay. You hear that beat though? Now watch in the very end. If you go. Hear it? Mm-hmm. You know what instrument this is? Yeah, it's called a piano. No, that one right there. I believe that to be a mini moot. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, I'll give you that. But come on. I mean, seriously. No? I mean, I'm not right on that? No, it's great. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> you're, you're talking about, like, eating a fudge sundae on top of a filet mignon. Like, two incredible things that are oh, great. But, on. like, don't, don't put them together. They're fine on their own. And you put them together, and it's just weird. No. I'm sorry, you're wrong on this. But it has everything you could possibly want in a rap song. But it helps your man, because I think that Biggie's so good. <sighs> it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Think of all the remixes that came from this, too. Foolish with Ashanti. You got mm -hmm. you got uh, Missy that did a couple of... I mean, you, you can hear this in the club now and go, yep, 
I know that beat. Yeah, that's beat true. works. It works. We can cruise the world with pearls, gator boots for girls. The envy of all women, crushed linen, Cartier wristwear. All right, I'm going to leave it there. I, I, Favorite rap song of all, of time. all time. Of all time. No, no, that. no. Of all time. Wow. It has everything I could possibly want in a rap song. You have to be, I know you, and I know that you wouldn't just say no. that about, you would be, you would have to be like thought over, 100% determined that that was your favorite. Like yeah. you stand, yeah. Okay, yeah. Plus, wow. when I first heard it, like I remember where I was, it's one of those meaningful songs too. Wow. So yeah. So in order to kind of recap, he has everything for me in rating a rapper. He comes from where I want him to come from, which is very biased. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got the flow, the voice, the storytelling, the beats. I mean, we didn't really talk much about Diddy and how good he was at doing what he, he gets is. Not his the own best, show. but he, he's yeah. really, really good at it. Yeah. I mean, the way that he would take so many of the old samples that those that, that his parents grew up with and then repurpose them. That's the best way I can say it. Into the next generation using the old school stuff was brilliant. You have all of that. You add R&B or this like sultry kind of female hook to it. He has everything. It's just perfect, which is why he's the best. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, I mean, I can't argue with you at all. Like you, you nailed it on everything that you find important. He is definitely like, the winner of that category. All right. We'll go out with a crowd favorite, and uh, <laughs> we'll leave it there. That was good. Hope I enjoyed for a this. bunch of debating, and uh, we'll see you next time. Play some Jay-Z. Oh, oh fine. That's nice. Come on. Sicker than your average. Pop a twist cabbage off instinct. Niggas don't think shit. Stink pink gators. My Detroit players. Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Dead right. Hit the head right. Biggie there. Air night. Papa been smooth since days of under rules.